Hello and welcome back to SE Elementary, the podcast that focuses on all things social and emotional learning, or SEL, for parents, educators, and the broader community. I'm your host, Dr. Shay Qureshi, Chief Academic Officer at Frameworks of Tampa Bay, the nonprofit organization behind this podcast. Frameworks empowers educators, youth services professionals, and parents and guardians with training, coaching, and research-based resources to equip students of all ages with social and emotional skills. You can learn more at myframeworks.org. We've talked in our last two episodes about the topic of gratitude, and today we're shifting our focus to a new topic within the realm of SEL, goal setting. We'll talk about what goal setting looks like in action in various contexts, why it's important, what impact it can have, and ways to make goal setting a regular practice, both for yourself and with our children and students. So let's dive in. If we stop to think about it, we're actually goal setting all day, every day. When we brush our teeth every morning, it's with a goal of keeping our teeth and gums healthy. When we do our work, it's with a goal of providing for ourselves and our families, and perhaps also a goal of fulfilling some deeper purpose. But there's also a more intentional type of goal, the sort that we stop and think about and that we feel determined to meet. So maybe it's eating better and losing weight or learning a new language or climbing the career ladder. We've all set those goals and reached some of them, which means we've all seen some of our goals slip through the cracks. New Year's resolutions are infamous for this. Despite all our best intentions, some goals just don't come to fruition. So what sets apart our successful goals from the ones that never come to be? What can we learn from best practices and research on goal setting that can help propel us forward and make us even more likely to achieve our goals? For that matter, is it better to do what some people do and just not set firm goals and resolutions at all? That way we can't let ourselves down, right? Maybe life will just happen the way it should organically. It turns out goal setting is actually incredibly important to our success, and here's why. Goal setting helps us establish our long-term vision. Maybe it's where we want to be in some regard in five or 10 years, and it helps us plan short-term steps for getting there. This, in turn, has been shown to help with motivation. If we explicitly connect what we're doing now with something that in the long run is important and worthwhile to us, we're more likely to continue that behavior. Goal setting also helps for planning purposes and for optimizing our time. So if I know I want to learn Spanish by the time I take a trip to Madrid next year, I can do what's known in some circles as backwards planning or thinking about the benchmarks that I need to meet along the way and how much practice I'll need to do and when and where in order to meet those benchmarks. For example, maybe I realize I need to do some listening immersion twice a week for the first month just to familiarize myself with the sounds of the language. Then for the second month, I might need to start building basic vocabulary and so forth. It's this sort of planning of steps that is less likely to happen and certainly not to happen as quickly if I just say, gosh, I'd like to learn Spanish someday and expect it to happen organically. Have you ever applied yourself to a goal that required this sort of long-term planning and commitment? Perhaps it was learning a language, or maybe it was running a 5K or a marathon or writing a book or learning to make the dishes your grandmother made 
whatever it was, think now about how fulfilling it was when you finally met that goal. Much more fulfilling than something that happened organically and without planning, right? Goal setting helps us gain momentum and develop self-efficacy or a sense of confidence and self-mastery. It also helps us focus on aligning the way we spend our time with our values and our personal definition of and vision for success. Goal setting helps us focus our talents and hopes on a vision, a target, and it gives us a sense of direction and purpose. This also helps us avoid just doing whatever seems easiest or most fun all the time. And it helps us avoid switching goals unthinkingly only to realize later on that we haven't gotten very far on any of those goals. Setting concrete goals and priorities makes it easier for us to identify and then avoid distractions. So yes, by not setting goals, we can avoid letting ourselves down, but that doesn't make us happier in the long run because then we're missing out on this experience and this growth and fulfillment that moves us toward being the version of ourselves that we want to be. If this all sounds convincing and you want to make goal setting a more regular practice in your personal or professional life, there are some tips that can help. First and foremost, the quality of the goals that we set matters. In other words, not all goals are created equal and we can set ourselves up for success by being very thoughtful about the goals that we set. A popular way of thinking about this is the SMART goals acronym. S is for specific. We want to be very precise in naming what we want to accomplish. For example, I want to get good at playing piano isn't precise, but I want to learn to play my favorite song on the piano by December is. M is for measurable. It's important to take some time on the front end to think about how you will measure progress. This is key to motivation and to tracking your growth over time. For example, maybe to play my favorite song, I first need to learn the basics of piano, such as what the keys are, how to read sheet music, how to move my fingers correctly. Then I can learn some simpler songs, and then I can learn my favorite song one piece at a time. All of these are benchmarks that I can then attach dates to as I plan so that I can measure my progress. The A in SMART goals stands for attainable. Is your goal actually reachable? If I don't have access to a piano or time to practice, for example, I may want to focus on a different goal. If you have younger children or if you're an educator working with younger kids, this is the piece of SMART goals that often requires some coaching. Sometimes younger children will set a goal that's not exactly realistic, like they want to be in the NBA next year. So it's important to help talk through what's realistic while still honoring their hopes and dreams. R is for relevant. Is the goal important to you and something that matters? A goal has to be relevant for us to stay motivated. Finally, T is for time-bound, meaning by when do I plan to reach my goal? If we keep it vague and open-ended, that helps us give ourselves excuses for not practicing or working toward our goal. But if we know we've given ourselves a deadline or a series of deadlines, that helps with accountability. By making sure we set goals that are SMART goals, we set ourselves up for success on the front end. But even with this helpful framework, choosing a goal can sometimes feel overwhelming. When you're setting goals, it can help to think about different categories or areas of your life. 
Maybe you want to set a goal that's related to your career or to finances. Maybe there's knowledge or education that you want to work toward, or maybe it's a goal related to family. Perhaps it's a physical goal, or maybe it's one that's more mental or behavioral. Maybe you want to set a goal around serving others and making the world a better place. Whatever it is, decide what matters most to you right now, and then think about that through the SMART goal framework. Plan backwards to think about what steps and benchmarks you'll need to reach in order to get to your longer-term goal, to the level of identifying what you'll need to do each day or each week. It's important to focus on one or two goals at a time. You can always layer on more later. Once you've figured out your short-term and long-term commitments to yourself, and after all, that's really what goals are, write them down. Put it somewhere where you'll see it every day, whether that's on your work calendar or on a sticky note on the bathroom mirror. Telling someone else what your goal is also can help you hold yourself accountable. For some people, setting a daily alarm or using an app with pop-up reminders is helpful. If you're visual like me, it's helpful to use a habit tracker where you color in each day that you meet your goal. This progress monitoring piece is key. We can't easily build skills or reach goals that we don't monitor and measure along the way. It's motivating if we see that we're on the right track, and when we're not, it signals to us that we need to troubleshoot and perhaps adjust our goal or our approach. This is something that Frameworks supports teachers with on a daily basis by looking at data and coaching teachers to set goals to push students to the next level. Monitoring along the way is key. Now, if this all feels overwhelming, or if you'd simply like more guidance and support with setting and then working toward goals, it can be very impactful to partner with an expert coach like the one we'll talk to in our next episode. You deserve the tools and support that you need to reach your goals and to lead a purposeful and fulfilling personal and professional life. If you're a parent or guardian, an educator, or someone who interacts with kids on a regular basis, such as through a mentor organization, there are ways to help kids develop goal-setting skills from an early age. Like all aspects of SEL, the earlier we teach these skills, the better, but it's never too late. And like all other skills, modeling is key here. If you are working toward a goal, tell your kids or your students about it. Talk with them about how you've broken it down into steps, about how it's not always easy, about why you're working toward it anyway. This sort of dialogue helps children start to think beyond the instant gratification that they're used to, especially in the digital age, and start to think more long-term, which is a mindset that will serve them well in the long run. Help your children or students brainstorm and set SMART goals that authentically matter to them rather than always telling them what their goals need to be. That's an easy trap to fall into. Our kids are much more likely to practice good goal-setting habits if it's a goal that intrinsically motivates them. And this, in turn, will build their confidence and allow them to apply those skills toward other goals, such as academic success. Along the way, ideally, we serve as an accountability partner and a cheerleader rather than the goal police. So if your child has a goal of learning Spanish and doesn't study his vocabulary one day, for example, rather than saying, how are you going to meet your goal if you don't practice? Maybe it's, how are you feeling right now about your progress toward your goal? How can I support you? And on days when they do practice, be sure to highlight and celebrate that. 
wow, I noticed you practiced again today and colored in another section on your goal tracker. Look at how all those days are adding up. You've learned so much and you're getting closer and closer to your goal. How does it feel? Notice with each of these examples, we're encouraging the child to reflect so that they're practicing the self-monitoring and self-motivation aspects of goal setting. That's a key part of SEL. If we want goal setting to be a hit with our children and students, it shouldn't feel like drudgery. We want it to be fun. For more ideas on goal setting with children, check out Frameworks' free community newsletter available for download at myframeworks.org. The December issue includes a resource with ways to make goal setting fun, such as making a family bucket list, asking fun questions, creating a vision board, and so forth. Check it out. All of these best practices serve to help our children or students and ourselves align our daily actions with what truly matters to us. This in turn builds confidence and a sense of purpose. Life is short. Why not focus our time on the people and activities that bring us happiness and fulfillment? When we do this for ourselves and we help our kids do the same, the sky's the limit. I hope you've heard something today that you can put to use, whether it's for yourself, for your children or students, or for your workplace team. This concludes our episode, but if you're wondering how you can make a difference in your community and to society at large, please consider supporting this work of building emotional intelligence from an early age so that we can give our next generation the tools they need to be self-aware, empathetic individuals who have a positive impact on those around them. You can do that by making the work of Frameworks possible. Go to myframeworks.org and click the orange donate button at the top. Or simply share this podcast with others, whether they're parents, educators, or just great humans. We'll be back in two weeks to talk more about goal setting with two very special guests who have a lot of insights on this topic. Both are successful corporate professionals. Until then, be kind to yourself, take care, and go set some smart goals. 